Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 27th of May. India's total count of cases on Wednesday rose to 1,51,767 according to data released by the Union Health Ministry. The death toll now is at 4,337. In the last 24 hours, India recorded 6,387 new infections and 170 deaths. A total of 64,425 people have been treated and discharged so far. Now, the number of COVID-19 cases that are unassigned to any state has quadrupled over the last week to 2,970 due to the increase in the interstate movement of people. The Indian Council of Medical Research, or ICMR, informed that the country has tested 1.16 lakh samples in the last 24 hours. The ICMR on Tuesday removed the price cap of 4,500 rupees for the real-time polymerase chain reaction, or RT-PCR, test. It has now given states a free hand to negotiate with the approved list of laboratories and fix the cost. The Supreme Court today directed the centre to identify private hospitals where coronavirus patients could be treated for free or at a minimum cost. The top court was hearing a plea seeking nationwide cost-related regulations for the treatment of COVID-19 patients at private hospitals and corporate hospitals. The matter has been listed for a week later and the centre has been asked to furnish its reply in the meantime. A doctor has filed an affidavit in the Supreme Court questioning the centre's new standard operating procedure for frontline healthcare workers in which it has ended the mandatory 14-day quarantine for them. The top court directed the centre to submit its reply by next week. The Union Health Ministry has declared that mothers and newborn children should be nursed together as much as possible and breastfeeding must be initiated within one hour of delivery, irrespective of the COVID-19 status. The Union Health Ministry deemed women and child health care as essential services. On Tuesday, at the Centre's press briefing, the Union Health Ministry has said that India's coronavirus death rate, that is 2.87%, was amongst the lowest in the world. Further, the ICMR also said that the anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine may still be used against the coronavirus as it did not find any major side effects of its use. Maharashtra reported the highest number of single-day deaths on Tuesday at 97. With the current death toll at 1,792, the mortality rate stands at 3.27% in the state. It recorded 2,091 fresh cases in the past 24 hours, which included 75 police personnel. The total number of cases in the state now stands at 54,758. Amid the worsening COVID-19 crisis in the state, there have been reports of irregularities in some of the relief camps for migrants. For example, three relief camps in Shirpur Tehsil in Dhule district exist only on paper. When TV9 Marathi reporter Rahul Zori visited one of these camps at Harakhed village on May 16th for a ground report, he found no people there with the gates being locked. Zori questioned the Tehsildar Abba Mahajan about it and pointed out that the camp was non-functional. After Zori's report aired on May 16th, Mahajan filed a complaint against the reporter at the local police station in Shirpur town. The Tehsildar accused Zori of defaming him by alleging corruption at the Hadakate camp as well as of trying to obstruct official work by questioning him. Zori has been booked for obstructing a public servant from doing their duty, defamation and publishing matter that is known to be defamatory. However, when News Laundry's correspondent Pratik Goyal investigated the incident, he found Zori's story to be corroborated by several locals in the area. 
They told Pratik that the camp had stopped running just after a few days and hundreds of thousands of migrants walking past the camp were not provided any relief. As an independent media organization, News Laundry has always tried to question the government's negligence and bring out facts from the ground. This incident is one of the several stories over the last two months where we have highlighted administrative mismanagement and excesses in different parts of the country. And we have only been able to do so because we do not rely on any advertisement, either from the government or any corporation. To do our work independently, we solely depend on the subscriptions of our listeners, viewers and readers. And this in turn is because we believe that when advertisers pay, the advertisers are served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So please go to our website and check out all our content. From video reports, interviews and podcasts, we have a lot going on. So please go to our website and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Tamil Nadu, the second most affected state, registered 646 COVID-19 positive cases in the last 24 hours. This included 54 returnees from Maharashtra, Kerala, Gujarat, Delhi, Telangana, Uttar Pradesh and Dubai, taking the total state tally to 17,728. Among the 37 districts in the state, Chennai continues to lead the infection tally with 11,640 cases till date, with at least 509 fresh cases reported on Tuesday. Nine deaths were reported in the state yesterday, raising the casualties to 127. As many as 611 patients were discharged following treatment on Tuesday, taking the number of recoveries to 9,342. There still are 8,256 active cases in Tamil Nadu. In Gujarat, according to the state government, so far 1,89,313 people have been investigated for coronavirus, out of which 14,829 people have been found positive. So far, 915 people have died in the state. The matter of relief is that the recovery rate of the state has increased to 48.13%. So far, 7,137 patients in the state have recovered. Researchers at the Gujarat Biotechnology Research Centre say that they have decoded 131-SARS-CoV-2 genomes from samples taken from coronavirus patients, which might help in developing a vaccine and medicines for the infection. A total of 792 COVID-positive cases were reported in Delhi in the last 24 hours, taking the total number of confirmed cases in the national capital to 15,257 today. The health department said that 310 COVID-19 patients were cured of the viral infection in the past 24 hours. So far, 7,264 patients of the total 15,257 have been cured. This takes Delhi's recovery rate to 47.61%. The Supreme Court has asked the centre and the Delhi government to respond to a petition seeking inquiry into the incidents leading to the Tablighi Jamaat congregation in Nizamuddin in March. The Supreme Court also sought a response from the centre and the press council regarding action taken on allegations of fake news on Tablighi Jamaat event that was used by TV channels to spread hatred. The top court said, don't let people instigate law and order issues. Two days after setting up a new Migrants Commission in Uttar Pradesh tasked with registering and providing jobs to migrant workers, Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath has announced that workers and labourers who have returned from other states will be provided affordable houses and shops. Briefing officials of his team that is overseeing the relief work in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak, the Chief Minister also said that the government would pay the GST for them besides facilities like power, water and other basic amenities. 
Karnataka's tally rose to 2,405 after 122 more people tested positive for coronavirus. Karnataka's Chief Minister B.S. Yadurappa, meanwhile, has said that the state will open temples, mosques and churches after May 31st. Soon after, the Chief Minister's office said that it will wait for the Prime Minister Modi's decision on reopening of religious places. Madhya Pradesh's Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Chauhan claimed that the doubling rate of the coronavirus in the state is 21 days, which is better than the national average of 15.4 days. Madhya Pradesh is one of India's worst affected states with over 7000 cases and 305 deaths. After 18 more individuals tested positive for COVID-19 in Assam, the total number of confirmed cases in the state climbed to 704. So far, the state has reported 635 active cases. Now for some international updates on the virus. More than 5.5 million cases of COVID-19 have been reported worldwide with over 350,000 deaths according to the Global Tracker by Johns Hopkins University. The United States continues to suffer severely from the virus as it accounted for more than one-third of the global death toll with more than 98,000 deaths. Meanwhile, President Trump continued to stoke controversy after he suggested that it was very unusual that Joe Biden, his democratic opponent in the presidential race, had chosen to wear a mask for a public appearance. The World Health Organization has suggested that the Americas have become the epicenter of the disease with outbreaks continuing to accelerate in countries like Brazil. The South American country saw more COVID-19 related deaths over the past week than any other 7-day period. Similarly, the number of infections has continued to increase in several Central American countries including Guatemala, Nicaragua and El Salvador. Russia stated that 161 people had died in the past 24 hours from the virus, increasing the country's death toll to 3968 with more than 3.7 lakh confirmed cases. Most European countries are continuing to gradually open up as they navigate the economic impact of the crisis. Bulgaria announced that it would allow restaurants, bars and cafes to open at full capacity from next Monday. France's statistical agency estimated that the country's GDP will decline by 20% in the second quarter as a result of the lockdown measures. To combat this, the French president Emmanuel Macron also announced an 8 billion euro plan to revive the country's auto industry with a special focus on electric cars. France also revoked a decree authorizing hospitals to prescribe the malaria drug hydroxychloroquine for COVID-19 treatment, which is very interesting considering the ICMR or Indian Council of Medical Researchers recent backing of the drug. The country is also investigating an illegal football match with more than 400 spectators. The French authorities have asked that all players, staff and spectators must be tested for the virus to ensure that it does not cause another outbreak. Meanwhile, the Boris Johnson government in the UK continues to battle domestic controversy as the Prime Minister continued to defend his chief advisor's flouting of lockdown rules during the crisis. In more positive news, Australia and New Zealand have suggested that they could create a travel bubble between each other in June as both countries have managed to limit the outbreak. New Zealand enjoyed its fifth consecutive day without a new case of COVID-19 in the country with no individual left in a hospital with the virus and only 21 active cases. South Korea, however, which had also earlier succeeded in flattening the curve, has seen its biggest daily jump with 40 new cases of COVID-19 recorded in the country. Authorities have suggested that these could be related to outbreaks in nightclubs, karaoke rooms, and e-commerce warehouses in the capital Seoul, which is densely populated. 
The country also jailed a person for four months for violation of quarantine, the first quarantine-related prison sentence imposed in the country. Now for some non-coronavirus news. Nearly 2 lakh people in Assam have been affected by the first wave of floods in the state even as the situation worsened on Tuesday. More than 220 villages in seven districts have been inundated and about 9,000 people have been shifted to relief camps. The affected districts are Dhemaji, Lakhimpur, Darang, Nalbari, Golpara, Dibrugar and Tinsukia. A total of 35 relief camps and relief distribution centres were opened on Tuesday. A red alert has been sounded today predicting very heavy rainfalls in the districts of Kokrajhar, Chirang and Baksa. The Jiabharali River in Sonitpur district and the Brahmaputra at Nimati Ghat in Jorhat were flowing above the danger level. A COVID-19 screening and quarantine centre in Dhubri district at Assam's border with West Bengal was damaged on Tuesday as heavy rainfall accompanied by a thunderstorm battered the area. Meanwhile, the Assam cabinet on Tuesday held a meeting to review the situation in the state. The cabinet decided that since each minister has been entrusted with specific districts and regions to oversee preparations to tackle the coronavirus outbreak, they will now also oversee preparations for floods in the assigned areas. The Maharashtra government on Tuesday announced that the abetment to suicide case registered against Republic TV's editor-in-chief Arnab Goswami and two others in 2018 will be inquired into again by the state criminal investigation department. A 53-year-old interior designer Anvay Nayak and his mother Kumud Nayak committed suicide in Alibagh in May 2018. A suicide note purportedly written by Anvay Nayak, managing director of Concord Designs, said that Goswami and two others had not paid 5.40 crore rupees that they owed to him in exchange for services rendered. He alleged that the non-payment of dues had prompted him to take the extreme step. Concord Designs is a Mumbai-based architectural and interior designing firm. Nayak's mother was on the firm's board of directors. The Alibagh police had at the time filed a case of abetment to suicide in connection with the matter. However, the case was closed by the Raigar police last year. Maharashtra's Home Minister Anil Deshmukh said that a fresh investigation has been ordered after Nayak's daughter, Adnya, approached him earlier this year, alleging that the Alibagh police had not investigated the case. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do read Ayan's latest report titled, Made to Feel Unwanted, Pregnant Employee Says a Sam TV Channel Forced Her to Quit. Also, if you haven't seen Manisha's latest interview with journalist Muhammad Ali on Hindu vigilantism and how social media amplifies hate, please do check it out on our website, newslaundry.com. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.